Welcome back, everyone. I know that it's been a few weeks since we've joined you. Uh, we've been fairly busy, and so just taking some time to uh, kind of pray about just where things are going in the podcast. And uh, we're excited. I uh, know we're not disappearing from the face of the earth, uh, but just taking some time to recoup and just rejuvenate. And so this week, we have a couple of very special guests with us. Uh, and just to share some journeys uh, through life and the beauty and how the Holy Spirit and how the Lord has worked in their lives and has impacted the lives of others. Uh, and so Mary Kate is actually going to take over this week and host the episode. This is the first time that Mary Kate has hosted an episode all by herself. It's about time. Wow. <laughs> okay. So without further ado, Mary Kate, take it away. Awesome. Thank you for uh, allowing me to do this, Emma. Um, all right. So we don't ruin your chance. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we've got two very special guests here with us. We've got Jeff and Danny Tenbush. And um, usually we open up with kind of a, a banter topic. Um, so here's my, my topic for today. Are you guys Star Wars fans? Yes. Obviously. Okay. I have an unpopular opinion. <laughs> I like Jar Jar Banks. <gasps> there, I said it. <sighs> I, I I grew up with him. I thought he was funny as a kid, and I like Jar Jar. See, there is some division in our house of like. Danny is very anti prequel. <sighs> like, cannot stand them. Got it. I'm like, they're okay. Yeah. You know, and I'm kind of the same thing. Like, grew up with them. Like, I think they're great. I think they're very entertaining. The writing is objectively terrible. Okay, but would you say that the prequels are better than episodes 7, 8, 9? I would not say that. I think that really? the most recent trilogy is better, partially because they don't have Jar Jar Binks. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> However, I do really, I don't think this is a legit um, like fan theory, but there is a fan theory that Jar Jar Binks is actually a Sith, um, and that throughout the whole prequels he's like sabotaging what the jedi are trying to do and i mean i i don't think that george lucas intended that but um it would make it a more interesting story if yeah. he were like a double crosser instead of just like a bumbling like failure of a character yeah yeah you want to go down a google hole check that one out <laughs> i'm gonna have to later on guys <laughs> my heavens all right well um just to open it up uh tell us a little bit about yourselves guys yeah um my name's jeff uh i uh cradle catholic i grew up in the thumb of michigan i moved to bay city many many moons ago and have been there ever since um i have a work from home job for a software company uh i was working from home before the pandemic so you know before it was cool uh yeah yeah everybody doesn't know but you know og working from home <laughs> oh my gosh um and i'm gonna let dan explain herself and then we'll talk a little bit about i guess ourselves <laughs> <laughs> thanks um i was born and raised in southern illinois i moved to michigan for an internship it was supposed to be for six to 12 months and that was nine years ago <laughs> um whoops my bad. Um, <laughs> but no, it's been it's been really wonderful. Um, I was also a cradle Catholic and um, experienced a really um, intense deepening of my faith in college thanks to our college Newman Center at Southern Illinois University in Carbondale. Um, and then have just continued to to grow in my faith. And so um, whenever I moved to Michigan, I started looking for a parish and that is how we met yeah um so it's kind of a long story it's not that long but would you like to hear the story yes okay so the uh story was we met at uh saint stan's church in bay city um and apparently the whole parish was in on this joke that we weren't <laughs> aware was a joke so you know uh it's a little bit of an older parish, so not as many young people. Definitely not as many young, single Catholic people. So I lived uh, alone. Well, no, I did have a roommate at the time. But anyway, 
he was not Catholic. So I would go to, I would go to church, and then Danny started going to the same parish. And apparently we started many pews apart, and then just over time <laughs> moved closer. And well, because neither one of us wanted to be, like, the weird, like, creepy one who was, like breaking the ice like yeah. out of nowhere because mm-hmm. that's weird yeah so i determined i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna say hi to this person you know strike up some conversation but we're gonna do it naturally I'm making air quotes naturally oh my gosh yeah so um unfortunately the the problem with trying to naturally strike up conversation is my darling wife runs five to ten minutes behind the rest of the world so you know most people show up at church you know they 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 kneel down you know get in a quiet space say some quiet prayers before before mass starts my darling wife would not be there early enough to do that so being being the beautiful catholic that she is she would do it after church but the problem with that is like I didn't want to be like creepily waiting behind her while she prays. Like, I can't wait for you to be done so I can say hi. Just breathing down her neck. <sighs> that's 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 the spirit. <laughs> so <laughs> so can't, and not gonna lie, like trying to do this again, air quotes naturally. So uh, tried some different things, like um, tried showing up later than her. No, no matter what I did, she would always be later than me. I'm an overachiever. Yeah. Uh, tried one time, like, you know what? We're just going to make a little pit stop uh, on our way out the door. Maybe I'll catch her on the way out. Didn't work. Timing didn't. She got away. Um, oh, one time, the, the like, the, the stars aligned, and I'm like, this. This is my shot. She was early once. And I'm like, yes. And then, like, an unrelated friend's mother came and sat down with me and, like, <laughs> Start striking up conversation. So another missed opportunity oh my there. Gosh. Yeah, tr- multiple attempts at this. And this was over the course of several months. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. This is. <laughs> it was the long game. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and then eventually it just kind of worked out. Like uh, like we were both there and we were both like there was uh, prayers were done and like after church so I decided I'm like this is this is my this is my shot and I'm gonna take it and said hey and how you doing and. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then I promptly left Michigan to go home and see my family for a while. He left for deer camp. So we uh, texted about such um, intriguing topics as, what's your favorite NPR show? Car Talk, obviously. <laughs> Which is not on the local NPR station anymore. Well, that, that's because all the cars were getting so old. Uh, the hosts, were, I think, retired. But the cars were getting very old. Click and clack the Tappert Brothers. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But anyways, so he got my number, which I couldn't remember what it was because it was a work phone that I was using at the time. Um, so I had to, like, get it out to, like, show him, like, this is my number that I, like, haven't memorized, even though I've been living here for, like, several months now. And he's, like, very cute about, like, I'd like to take you out for dinner and, like, show you around a little bit because I noticed you're new here. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I've been here for five months, but, I mean... <laughs> We're we're Details. cool, like yeah, you know, kind of kind of cute. Give give this a shot, and then like you know, here here we are. So how long after that did you guys get married? After I said hello, we probably started dating about a month later. We dated not quite a year, and then we got engaged, and then we were engaged for not quite a year. Um, we were dating for ten months. And then 11 months engagement. There we go. Wow. Because that's what women remember. I feel like <laughs> when I, like, back then, it felt like you guys were together for such a long time. But that's really, like, a decent, like, not that much. <laughs> I will say that one of my bridesmaids expressed to me, like, after we were married, that she was, like, kind of surprised that we got engaged um what is seen by some to be kind of quickly Uh uh-huh again it was it was 10 months it wasn't like crazy Mm -hmm. um but then she's like but then i met him i'm like oh yeah that that checks out yeah (laughs) oh yeah i I mean when it's right it's right yeah which i always thought was like such a ridiculous um cliched lazy answer Mm -hmm. but i don't know i there there was something 
Yeah, I mean, Jason and I, we were engaged after nine months, so. Okay. Right, yeah. right same timeline. And, and I don't know, I can always speak for myself. No sooner than that. No, I don't know, actually not that many months in, but it's just kind of like, you know, you want to. Want a date? You want a court? Oh, courtly love. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Um, awesome. Okay. Well, thanks for giving us that <laughs> little spiel about yourselves, guys. So, if you didn't catch on, I've known the Ten Bushes pretty much as long as you've been in Michigan. I think, Danny, maybe like maybe eight, eight and a half years. I think. Yeah, something like that. Because I remember being at your wedding. Um, so yeah, so they are here because we have invited them to come on and speak about how to, um, live, um, joyfully through NFP out in the world, in their family. Um, and for those of you who don't know, NFP means natural family planning. It's what the church, um, endorses, I guess you could say Mm -hmm. as a good way of uh, spacing out kids and, and whatnot. And they have some really good, um, insights for that. So I am going to ask you guys, how do you joyfully Eucharistically live NFP? Yeah. So, uh, NFP has been wonderful for us. So why we were really fortunate to have like a really good mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, when we started, we, uh, we worked, uh, found instructors through the couple to couple league and um there's a local couple uh in saginaw county and they we actually signed up for courses so three sessions i think so three sessions and they were two or three hours a piece um something like that it was like a like a decent amount of like learning involved Mm -hmm. yeah we did this the summer before we got married because we knew this was something that we wanted to do once we got married um lovely couple they had four or five children, strong Catholic faith. They taught it right out of their home. And honestly, it was fantastic. You know, um, you know, four or five children by today's standards is a large family. Yeah. But, you know, what was really nice about it is they, they you know, instructs like, yes, we, you know, by maybe not by Catholic standards, but by, by most secular culture standards, it's a large family. And mm-hmm. so they're like, but we, we chose the, all of our children and natural family planning helped us to choose that and helped us to structure our family life. And, you know, they were very frank about what it meant for intimacy in their marriage. And it was just one of those, you ever meet those people that just, they like, they have that, that click, that connection. And you ever just going like, I want that. I want that joy for me, for yeah. us, for our family, for our kids. And, natural family planning has kind of helped helped us achieve that you know it's been Mm -hmm. it's been wonderful you know we we have two little boys we probably should say that we have a a three and a half year old and a one and a half year old uh they are currently screaming in the other room screaming like because they're happy that there's a train set there and father (laughs) kevin's with them (laughs) (laughs) and and emma like i really want to point out like Screaming like excited sounds. Exactly. <laughs> you really need to put that in context. They scream all the time, listeners. Scream all the time. They joyful, do not. It's all about joyful kind of screams. <laughs> joyful screams. The the upa ayus are music. They are. They are. They they but also it's screaming. Well, you know, sometimes it is singing at a normal decibel. But our house is a joyful noise. Like <laughs> truly a joyful noise. Oh, when they were playing in here earlier, um and they were just running around, it was amazing their laughter. I loved it. It was great. <laughs> oh yeah. Nice big deep belly laughs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um but yeah, so the the couple who originally taught us, I think they've had a couple more kids now. They did um, relocate, so they're no longer offering classes locally. But um, I think that it was just such a grace to have that um, initial like view of like what a solid Catholic marriage um, could be practicing NFP, um, and it also in in a way helped take away some of the awkwardness Mm -hmm. around having those those conversations because you know you're you're engaged things are you know like new and exciting and like going there and all of a sudden you're talking about like 
cervical mucus and it's like <laughs> like very this is your warning that this one might be a bit pga 13 <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah 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 enjoy your kids asking about that one parents but no like it was really um i don't know it was uh i mean there's like gently breaking the ice and then there is like diving right in and they just dove right in yep. um but it's been really helpful because sometimes you need to kind of strip away some of the um I don't think stigma's the right word, but mm-hmm. um, taboo. Yeah. 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 Some of the taboos around it because like um again, if you have small children listening to this, um they might not want to listen to this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um there's there's so many like even though we have such a sexualized culture there's still a lot of taboos around sex mm-hmm. and talking about sex and talking about like our bodies and biology but like god designed all of those things and god designed them to work in a certain way and he like it's it's beautiful but you have to like strip away all those taboos first and yeah. they just kind of demonstrated like that part of living that joyfully meant taking away those taboos and having open, honest communication always. Yeah. That actually, you know, like I said, they took a hammer straight to any of the taboo words. So, you know, it was, and honestly, it's really quite freeing is Mm -hmm. all right. Yep. Let's, let's not, let's not kind of daintily walk around this and go around the bush. Yep. So, uh, it was. It was dive right on in, and let's you know, let's talk about what are your fertile signs, and you know, here's how you track that, and you know, what does that mean for your actual sex life? Um, you know, and we've we we started using actually uh, symptothermal. We used that until until you got pregnant with John, mm-hmm. and then afterwards we actually switched to a different method, uh, Marquette. Um, so you can look these different methods up you yeah there's a ton of different methods yeah. that you can use um which is what we still use as marquette um just uh since we do have two small children um and you know danny's been pregnant and post-pregnancy and uh we find that to be a little more helpful and accurate um because cycles get a little weird yeah <laughs> yep there's yep. just less Says room the mother for of three three (laughs) (laughs) so it just um you know before getting pregnant with our older child um like things were like i really got into um you know kind of got into a groove where i was able to be very you know predictable and Mm -hmm. and kind of you know be able to like glance at my chart and be like oh okay cool know where we're at but between like breastfeeding and waking up in the middle of the night i just appreciate having a more objective um data set which is what marquette provides yeah postpartum um, gets a little bit crazy yeah mm-hmm. um but it's it's doable yeah yeah we also switched to marquette so we started with creighton and then moved to marquette for which ba- one's creighton it's um stamps oh. and then you check your mucus yep, yep, yep. that kind of a thing um but no uh we we found marquette was was more reliable as well yeah personally Anyone, anyone can choose anything, whatever works for you kind of a thing is yep. how, how they go about it. All I would probably recommend is no matter what method you choose, probably should try and seek out some very legitimate, you know, certified materials. Um, yes. Because there's also a lot of bad advice out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still remember when we were, when we were first married, we have some friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so uh, one thing that NFP is not is what uh, older folks might refer to as the rhythm method. This is not rhythm method. Nope. Um, <laughs> Which um, for any listeners who might not be familiar, rhythm method is based on the idea that a woman cycles always 28 days and she always um, ovulates on day 14, which is, um, I mean, it's it's the law of averages. So um, there's a pretty high degree of variability. So it's not a reliable method for family planning and that's not what we're talking about here today yeah Yeah, it's it's the idea is you're still going with a woman's natural fertility cycle but as danny said law of averages not all women are the same not all cycles are the same so and yeah so they were oh they met after we met 
were engaged and married and pregnant with their first child and and bought a house and bought a house and got a dog and got a dog and one of them switched jobs all within <laughs> one, 12 months less than a calendar year and Dang. we and this was before they told us this was when they were first telling us they were pregnant and this like and they're um they're evangelicals and they just like looked at us and were uh you catholics and your rhythm method do not work or <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that's funny they love their child their child is beautiful they've had subsequent children who's all are awful like beautiful every everything was fine <laughs> but, but they, they look tired oh yeah like i said <laughs> met engaged married house job dog and then they're like and now we're expecting a baby <laughs> that is kind of impressive it was <laughs> and we're like i'm tired with you telling me this <laughs> right oh my gosh that's like having twins <laughs> <laughs> although i i do have to say i was thinking about when you were saying you know it gives you the the freedom to you know okay what do we want our family to look like and and all that i i kind of laughed internally because i was like well two of our children were planned <laughs> Patrick, Patrick was not. <laughs> Wait, is you you picked which twin was the planned and which one was the surprise well, twin? Well, Max was always baby A. Oh, um, so the OB decided which one was the surprise baby. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's hysterical. That joke is going to be really funny in the future. <laughs> that, that one's it's a, that joke's like fine wine. It only gets better days. <laughs> I saw a joke once that was like, "Do twins ever realize that one of them was not planned?" And I'm like, "That's actually, yeah. I wonder if if as twins get older, if they ever realize, huh? You need to ask your sisters that." <laughs> You have twin sisters? My oldest sisters are twins. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. I am the youngest of four. We're all super close in age. I'm uh, I'm rocking 35. The older brother is 36, and the girls are 37. Actually, what day is it today? I have no idea. It's, it's July 16th. Ex June. June. June 16th. Why did okay, I say July? Excellent. I just, the only reason's come. It's her birthday tomorrow. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Your, Happy God, birthday. God bless your mother. <laughs> <laughs> she is a tougher woman than I. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Four wanted, kids in three years. She wanted more. Dad. Dad was the weak one. He called it quits. <laughs> Couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, my gosh. So I kind of want to breach this topic because obviously doing NFB does call for some self-mastery and it can be hard mm -hmm. how do you guys cultivate your relationship in those hard times mostly through puns i can see horrible it. horrible puns yeah the the sound tech guy is just like losing it <laughs> <laughs> jonah loves it <laughs> um no that's a really great point and i'm glad that you brought that up mary kate because um I mean, sometimes practicing NFP means that you're going anytime you're anytime you're in love because love is willing the good of the other. Um, it requires sacrifice and it requires um, self mastery in order to to be able to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes it really sucks. Yep. And, <laughs> and like sometimes that means that like you're finally hitting like the infertile phase and everyone in the house is sick uh, yep yeah yeah we were we were laughing about that before we came here i was just like yep nothing nothing like hitting nothing hitting like uh phase three and oh the entire house has the stomach flu <laughs> so even if you nope just it's no. not happening it's not happening <laughs> but like there's there's something sanctifying in the waiting mm -hmm. and that even though like natural family planning can be hard and marriage can be hard life is hard but if god calls you to do something he's going to give you the grace to do it mm -hmm. no matter how hard it is and sometimes you just have to lean on him as um i think that we've been um mindful about kind of coming up with ways to show affection to each other um in in 
a variety of different ways, whether that be like, all right, we're going to, you know, just like leave a nice note for, for the other person or like maybe I'll get up one morning and someone will have like gotten me flowers as a surprise or someone. Hmm. I wonder who. Yeah. It's always John. <laughs> His dandelions are the best. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but um, just being more creative about expressing your love for someone than like only um it it also kind of strips away the the opportunity to like use the other which saint john paul ii of course says that um the opposite of love isn't hate it's use Mm -hmm. and so um if you are if you're loving someone you're going to of course not want to to use them or Mm -hmm. use their body for your own pleasure um and and um, by making these decisions together and being very intentional about like when you do and don't come together, then kind of by by default, you're ensuring that you're not like using that person. Yeah, intentional is the word that we throw around in our house a lot, and it's one of the things that NFP does, and it's one of the things that it helps kind of coach is our relationship is intentional. The time we spend together is intentional it's not just like by circumstance of we're married and have children it's it's intentional so Mm -hmm. when you want to connect um whether that's emotionally or sexually it's intentional Intentional. and don't get me wrong sometimes that does require a bit of scheduling (laughs) yep (laughs) (laughs) sometimes that does require a bit of scheduling but you know uh that's a that's adapting to your circumstances Mm -hmm. you know with if you have young children, no day is the same as the last day. Nobody's mood is the same as it was an hour ago. And so, you know, sometimes that does require like, yep, we're, you know what we're doing tonight? We are doing nothing. That's what we're doing tonight. Guess what? Dishes are waiting tomorrow till tomorrow. The literally three foot tall bin of mega blocks is just staying exploded in the living room. <laughs> You know, and that's, yeah, when we find the free time, you know, you, you take it, but it's it's being intentional. It's mm-hmm. choosing the times we're together, and, you know, honestly, it works well. It's, it's getting to choose the other and not just, like, when the mood hits me, it's, no, 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 I'm setting aside this time. This is for you. This is for us. Yeah, and I think that... Um... Another aspect of that is just we we make time for whatever we prioritize. Mm-hmm. And so are you making time to, like, play Wordle on your phone every day? Um, which Yes. They, <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> and I do not want to break that streak. But, like, more importantly, um, you know, are, are you making time for, you know, focusing on on those you love and that means focusing on God and that means focusing on your kids and that means focusing on your spouse and I think it's really easy whenever we're kind of in the trenches of parenthood um, to kind of wear out after those the first two like all right spent spent like 30 seconds in prayer and I like sing the ABCs 30,000 times so um, there's nothing left to give to my to my spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, but by intentionally choosing and prioritizing, like, no, like, this is, like, this is important, you know, whether it's, whether it's, like, time for intimacy or just time to, like, chill out together, like, it's important to prioritize that time, um, with, with your spouse. And that's something that NFP unexpectedly taught us the importance of. Yeah. And, you know, recently, you know, we have a one and a half year old. So, you know, the other topics that have been coming up is because of, you know, that intentionality. It is also intentionally talking about when is it time to grow that family. So mm-hmm. we're getting to the point where we've been having those conversations again. And because, <clears throat> you know, um, again, it's what's wonderful is it's not kind of that that mentality of you should be having as many children as yeah. you want. Um, you know, it's getting to. Um, work with God's graces on when I'm, when's a good time? When does it feel right? When 
do I bring that next little soul into the world? So, <laughs> you know, uh, so, you know, that's, but it, that's the, one of the great things about NFP is it brings that discussion straight into your face, you yeah. know, um, because you are armed with that, like, like beautiful power of like, I, you know, we, we have the wealth of data. We have the charts. <laughs> we can use it of like, you know, um, and what was it? Who's the author? It's NFP isn't just about saying I'm trying to avoid pregnancy and I'm trying to get or I'm trying to get pregnant. Um, there's it's is also it, is allows it the book for I just read. I believe so. Um, Sim, Simka Fisher is the author. But uh, it was drawing a blank of sometimes it's not even like I'm trying to avoid pregnancy, but sometimes it's a little more like you know what, we're just a little laissez-faire this cycle mm-hmm. of, oh, I so desperately wish I could remember those words. Not ringing a bell? Not ringing a bell. Okay. That's right. okay. We can encourage the listeners to go get the book, and then they can read it. Yeah, I'm thinking that what you're thinking about might be a Facebook post from our I um, think so. from our NFP instructor. <laughs> Um, she writes a little blog. It's got wonderful wealth of information. That's awesome. It is. If we like provide all those things for you, or you, can you like put them in show notes? Yeah, because I was actually going to say, um, I didn't plan on saying it right now, but I was going to say, if people want to know more about NFP, you can go to the Couple Couple League. If you want to know the reasons for doing NFP, you can read Humane Vitae. You can look at Love and Responsibility, Theology of the Body. Those are all really good resources for you to look at if you want to know more. Um, so we'll put all of that in the show notes. Yes, and I'll put a few um, suggestions that are more um, accessible. Love and responsibility is beautiful, but also it's like you've, it's GP two. You've you've got to commit to reading it. Yeah, um, which is why I haven't finished it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, we can provide some like better, like more digestible. Um, yeah, easier to read. Yeah. Um, but yeah, was there, I don't know. I was just rambling. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) well, along kind of the same lines, I I wanted to point out that it's really awesome that it doesn't all like put all of the responsibility on the woman as well. Mm -hmm. Like the husband, a lot of times is just as involved. And I don't think I will ever surprise Jason with a pregnancy because he knows my cycle just as well as I do. And so he's going to know, oh, hey, okay, you, you're you late. Like, maybe we should take a test. <laughs> that kind of a thing. So I, funny. I, I, I really appreciate that about NFP. Yeah, yeah. I think that you, you do bring up a good point is there is there's enough communication where you're right. It's, you know, we weren't really surprised by either of our other boys. Um, you so were a little bit surprised with Benny. I was a little surprised with Benny. I'm actually a little surprised that Benny didn't happen the month before Benny happened, but hey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. NFP. Um, But one one thing that I want to comment about your earlier um, comment, Jeff, was um, as far as, like, you know, as you discuss the number of children, like, you're not – like, it's a continuing discussion, and you can have that discussion literally every single month because you're, like, where you're at changes every single month Mm -hmm. and um recently i and i i hope you don't mind me saying this but um recently we were kind of talking about like the the long game you know what's what is our like thought and our vision for our family you know like how many kids we eventually want and jeff said i don't know but i want to discern the answer yeah, like I can say sitting here right now, like, yes, would like another baby. Little girl. Ooh, little girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it just, it goes on from there as you get to kind of discern, you know, again, child by child, month by month of like, is this what we're being called for? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I really appreciate, you know, NFP kind of does force you to slow down a little bit and yeah like not gonna lie it's a it's a conversation that we've probably had every month for the last three or four months um but i do you know when your fertility was coming back after we had our our youngest benedict you know i had kind of made the comment of you know 
I would like Benny to be the baby for a little bit while longer. Mm-hmm. You know, that was my mm-hmm. thing is you know, he was you know, he's just over a year old. And I'm like, I just want <clears> you to be a ba- be the baby for a little because, you know, he's going to move into middle child yeah. position. I'm like, I just want you to be the baby for a little bit while longer. So I wasn't ready then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there were also like some some medical concerns. So we wanted to um, be sure and listen to our doctor because. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, medical expertise obviously also is, you know, something to take into consideration. And a, a big uh, misconception that I think sometimes comes up in the Catholic Church is that the church isn't like, have all the babies you can, go, go, go. Um, but really, we're called to responsible parenthood. And mm-hmm. that is um, continually discerning, like, what adding another soul will mean. And the church doesn't have this big, long list of, like, these are the grave reasons why you should postpone a pregnancy. Because it, the church, in her wisdom, knows that it benefits her children more to be able to, to like, have that continual, like, discussion and um, discernment opportunity with the spouse and with, with God rather than just, like, looking at checklists and be like, oh, we meet that criteria, so. Yeah. I think that's a really um, important distinction to, to make. Yeah, I really like that you brought that up because I think it points to the fact that the church gives couples a free will. They know that like they're they're cooperating with God and giving us a free will because each couple needs to discern, okay, what is a grave reason for abstaining and what isn't? Um, and can we can we afford another kid right now? Yes, we can. All right, let's go. Um and so it's it's really up to the couple to discern and pray. That's the biggest thing. Pray about your decision month to month to month. Um, because ultimately you are aiding God in creation. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think we've talked about that at all. It's kind of what's, you know, the church's, I don't know, again, we mentioned the list of resources. But, you know, that's kind of the ideas, this theology behind it is with NFP, it's all about being, open to children being open to that you know that marriage vow um and you know nfp again it's a lot about you know averages and what are what's the and likelihoods and you know uh reading a woman's biology and working with that um but the idea is you know the odds are never a hundred percent zero and it's an idea that you're you're working naturally to be open to children and you know that's just kind of the beauty of it is realizing that that union in your marriage is openness to god and his plan yep Mm -hmm. and a little girl (laughs) (laughs) the pressure's on danny if we end up having all boys and they listen to this someday like you're gonna have a lot of explaining to do maybe (laughs) (laughs) One thing that um, I'd like to add to that, though, is that um, whenever you get married in the Catholic Church, you make um, like you have your wedding vows and you also have some some promises that you make like before your your official vows. And so essentially what these two spouses are promising each other in the sacrament of marriage is a free, total, faithful and fruitful union. So you have to be able to give yourself, you know, freely. You're not um, in any, like, like sketchy circumstances or being, like, coerced or anything. Like, a total, total gift of yourself. Um, and part of that is saying, like, I give you all of me, including my fertility. Mm-hmm. And, you know, faithful. You know, we want, of course, to be faithful to each other. We want to be faithful to the church. And we want to be faithful to Jesus. Because at, at the end of the day, that's, like, if if we're not being faithful to Christ in our marriage, then, like, what are we even doing? Yeah. Um, and then fruitful. And that doesn't even necessarily mean, like, biological children. Um, you know, every family looks different, and not everyone is um, blessed with the number of children that they would like. One in eight couples do suffer from infertility. Um and so even if a, if a couple isn't able to conceive children, like their, their marriage is still like bring about fruit in a myriad of other ways, whether that be, you know, through spiritual children or just like the fruits of the Holy Spirit working through their marriage. Um, and of course, those fruits of the Holy Spirit should like 
hopefully also work through your marriage if you do have children. <laughs> but um, the the theological idea is that your um, your marital union is make you're restating those vows to each other every time you come together, which is wild. It is a wild opportunity for grace just waiting for you. Mm-hmm. That is mind-boggling. And, I mean, I like I will totally admit that whenever we kind of started off on the path of NFP, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. But um, kind of freaked out about it, God. But, just, like, say that we have to, so I guess we're doing this. But, like, <laughs> ugh. I am I'm I'm so thankful. I am so thankful to this gift of NFP and thankful to our teaching couple and for the wisdom of the church to like set us on this path. Yeah, it's it's definitely a tool that <clears throat> while we were engaged and while we were first married, like not gonna lie, sometimes it's hard to see the fruit of it and, mm-hmm. and not and actually just see the restriction of it. Mm-hmm. But now you know getting close seven years later two little boys later it's like yeah this this has brought a lot of real value to our our marriage Mm -hmm. again with the idea of intentionality of discerning more children of tackling those those weird sex taboos and (laughs) it's yeah i don't know i don't know what what family life would have looked like otherwise Kind of weird. Never really thought about it. How do other people do this? I, I don't know. No, no. I don't know. But I, I will say that I also have, as, like, as a mother who is who has given birth, I think that um, just being like very aware of the the power that the female body has. Yeah. Um, which is just utterly astounding that we can be co-creators with God. And um, then to have a spouse who like respects that power mm-hmm. is, um, is, is really such a blessing. Like what a powerful witness to the role of of womanhood. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, that was definitely agree. finger guns for uh, listeners who are not uh, able to tell what the snapping was. Yeah, that was finger guns. Thank you, Jeff, for that. Heck, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I have to agree with you, though, like having given birth, like it, it's very powerful. Um, I remember um, when I was giving birth to Patrick, he was breech. And so um, at one point they told me, okay, now you got to push. And I'm like, wait, you mean I have to do this again? You can't just pull him out. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, I just kind of collapsed on the bed. Like, I don't know if I can do this. And Jason just got right close next to me and just started reciting scripture. And it reminded me of who I was and the power that God had given me in that moment. And so I was like, okay, I got it. Let's go. All right, Patrick, let's go. (laughs) Get it over with. (laughs) And so, like, I love that you mentioned the part of how, like, womanhood is is empowering through NFP. Because I feel like when we learned NFP, I I did feel empowered. Because I learned my body. I learned Mm -hmm. the signs. I learned what I was capable of, in Mm -hmm. a sense. Yeah, it was really um, empowering empowering and i i hate to just keep reusing that word but it was really empowering to understand what was going on in my own body because um i i mean i i've been a woman all my life and like i had like an embarrassingly small amount of knowledge about like my own biology Ooh, luteinizing hormones oh my gosh (laughs) 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 and yeah, and it was it and it has been like it it's been really amazing to be able to um you know just like whether we're trying to get pregnant or trying to, you know, postpone pregnancy or even, you know, whenever I was learning and we were were still engaged, um so we weren't like using the data um for sex yet, but like 
just knowing what's going on was so empowering mm-hmm. because I think a lot of us, I, I assume anyways, you know, didn't really like learn our biology in like, you know, health class or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, oh, I'm there's 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 patterns and it makes sense. And it's not like I'm like I'm my body is working the way it should is such an empowering feeling. Yeah. Especially whenever so many things in the world tell you that it's not Mm -hmm. that your fertility is a brokenness. It's either all on or turn it off. Yeah. (laughs) That's sometimes what the world tries to kind of tell you. It's it's either I I want to be fertile or we turn it all off. And it's no, 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 no. There's there's a lot of shades of gray in there, Um, you know, and that's what I was kind of trying to allude to earlier, very unsuccessfully of like sometimes it's not just like, you know, Yes, this is the month we're getting pregnant this month. Sometimes it is just more of like uh, your will be done, <laughs> and just you know having that faith and and it's not you know and that changes month to month. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a a flip of the switch, and it's like we're ready for our next kid now, and it's that way until that kid happens. Yeah. It's sometimes you do. You're just you know, it's your will be done right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to earlier, you know, you, you were mentioning, you know, we started charting when we were still engaged, you know, kind of kind of getting ready for marriage. And as a man who had even less idea going into this, <laughs> wasn't that a fun little biology experiment? They're telling I'm pretty you sure like, Jason would agree with you. <laughs> they're telling you, like, yes, at about, at about day 10, there should be a spike. In, <laughs> they should have, you should have the temperature spike, and it'll let person... Five days? I forget. It's been a while since we've done thermal symptom. Um, three days three? of like elevated. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like temperatures. And so you're like looking at chart like, and you're drawing the line. And you're like, oh, it happened. <laughs> 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 and then it happened again the next one. It's like, isn't that fun? <laughs> <laughs> like it's all such a beautiful design that was sitting right there, and I had no idea. It was crazy. Yeah. But it was also like, I do want to say just like a disclaimer after our first NFP class, which was another (laughs) class. That car ride home. (laughs) We had a 30 minute car ride home, and I think I cried for the entire thing. Oh my gosh. Danny cried, and I looked mad. (laughs) (laughs) It was so overwhelming, that first one. We're like, oh, I bet. We're like, we're going back, but. But we ain't happy about it. (laughs) It got so much better. Oh, yeah. Oh, but that Um, first one was so overwhelming. So, dear (laughs) listeners, if y'all take a class and you spend the next 30 minutes crying and or looking angry as you steer white-knuckled home. family planning. <laughs> it gets better. It gets so much better. Oh, yeah. And, and it, gets, it gets better pretty quickly because by, oh, yeah. by the time we got married, and I think we had two or three months. I, I, no. I think it was a little more than was that. It? I don't remember. I just remember um, it was summer when we took the classes. Yes. And we got, and, yeah, so we had, I don't know, a few months and by the time we got married, it was, like, making sense and, like, being very clear. And, like, part of the um, sacrifice of natural family planning is, like, our wedding night was uh, was pretty pretty chill. Um, Speak for yourself. I'd take out, like, 40 bobby pins out of your hair. Yeah, there were a lot. There were yeah, so many bobby same. pins. Same. So many bobby pins. <laughs> there was a lot of bobby pins. But like... <laughs> Young men listeners out there, prepare for so many bobby pins. <laughs> they don't tell you about that. <laughs> or like the really just terrible buttons on the back of dresses. Oh, I got a zipper dress. Oh, why? And it had fake buttons <laughs> over it. That is amazing. I had actually like the little buttons with the little tiny yeah. things. I have photographed weddings and I did not want that. Good job. Thank you. I'm applauding Thank you. you. Thank you. I was very pleased with the dress that I picked out. It was very comfortable for the most part, other than the fact it was like a hundred degrees. Yeah, and it was we a hot one. Uh, did not have adequate air conditioning. September, we didn't think we would need it in Michigan. We were wrong. We yeah, were so it was a wrong. pretty hot day. I remember. Yep, yep. But anyways, my <laughs> my point is, <laughs> I forgot what my point is. I think my point was it's super stressful at first, but it it quickly like starts making sense. Yeah. It just 
I don't know, like like St. Paul says, you you got to finish the race. Yeah. I Which agree with that. I guess we're still running it, but the the race the race yeah, is a we lot. Are. <laughs> <laughs> Before we left, he did say that he had a personal goal of making you blush Save doing this. Blush. <laughs> I got burnt before I got here, so I highly doubt you'd be able to see a blush. Yeah. But believe I think, me, I, I think don't she think... means sunburn, just like so. So oh, y'all yeah. know, like, I was out in the pool. For like about she an didn't hour and a half. like run into a fire. No, I think no. So I doubt that, that you would actually so see. So much cooler story. That would be cooler. To save a kitten. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. ran into the fire to save a kitten. Saved a kitten today, guys. That's what I did. Um. <laughs> but no, <laughs> you probably wouldn't be able to see a blush if you did. But believe me, I've been married three years. I She's doubt you're going to make She's it. She's over it. <laughs> 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 oh, um. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think the, the TLDR is like, it's hard, but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we're joyful people. I think so. I mean, I don't know how many times we've laughed in this episode already. Yeah, I like it. It's it's worked out well for us. Not every moment is joyful. No. But not all the moments can be joyful. But it's also joy goes deeper than just happiness. As, as well, well, that's just mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's not. Yeah, there's a lot of months that's it's very frustrating. But there's there's a lot of real fruit there. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. it it's worked very well for us. You know, it's it's the old saying, you'll know it by its fruits. And for the most part, NFP has beautiful, awesome fruits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, that it um, it does change our, our outlook on parenting um, and like like family size. We don't see like here's like the number of kids we want is like an end goal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a con- like a continuous discernment process. But it also just, I think, helps make us um more aware that like our children are such a gift yeah like they are like like truly like a gift from god and not something that like we like planned like we didn't go to this like baby store and like pick them out um they like they were truly like co-created with god like my husband loved me so much and i loved my husband so much and it made a baby and that, <laughs> two two <yeah. laughs> and and that's like and, and parenting is hard and there are so many hard moments but like like you're able to come back to that and that is just such a profound truth to rest in mm-hmm. yeah I'll, I'll i'll fully admit i i was i was absolutely in the trap of like this is how many kids I want mm-hmm. I was I was that guy I knew like uh, yep this number of kids we're gonna have max that's gonna be it mm-hmm. and honestly it's really only in even the recent past where I'm like that is that is not the mindset I want to be in mm-hmm. you know uh got some kind of gentle reminders of just like you know what you know uh just got I got pulling at my papa heartstrings of like oh like at some point I'm gonna have my last little baby and I'm gonna have my last little one to cuddle and you know it's really kind of like no, no, no. I, I need. I, I had that wake up call of like, no. Each child is a discernment process. Each child is a gift, and yeah, kind of throwing in like, nope. This is my plan for what we're gonna have for kids, and it's like that is that is not how that works, and that's yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I've been having to come with grips with that, and I, I already had children, <laughs> so I mean, uh, yeah, that's done kind of a big one that I've been wrestling with recently is this idea of like, yep, no, it's, it's going to happen how it's going to happen. And it's going to be beautiful. Tell God your plan and he will laugh. We were like, okay, God, we can plan for another one. And then God was like, ha, psych, you're getting two. <laughs> so Deep end. yeah, here you go. Um, so yeah, I think that kind of goes along with it is like, it's, it's ultimately, okay, what's God's plan? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for being so, like honest um I guess it's my turn to be honest like I don't enjoy being pregnant I know some women are like I never feel more beautiful as I do whenever I'm growing a human and like that's awesome high five for you I don't like being sick for nine months and my body does not respond super well to pregnancy Mm -hmm. and um 
I my two births have been um, very very difficult and the idea of getting pregnant again is like a very daunting prospect mm -hmm. but like I think the part of like not even part of NFP but part of like being a Catholic is that you have that that long view that view of eternity mm -hmm. and you know what is nine months of being uncomfortable compared to a soul existing for all of eternity yeah and with that viewpoint i can't really justify holding back for nine months of unpleasantness yeah and i read somewhere once that um whenever a woman has it her has a baby it's not just her body that grows and stretches heaven itself grows and stretches mm. and i keep coming back to that visual because it's isn't that what what god wants for all of us is to he he wants us to grow in love and part of growing in love is growing our families responsibly so that like we can be with him in heaven with all of our littles and whenever we have that that long view that view of like the world is our ship, not our home. Yeah. Um, I think it really helps give us the courage in those difficult moments to really seek what God wants rather than what we might feel comfortable with. Yeah. I can't, I could not agree more. Well, I think we're probably going to wrap up this episode. So something that we do at the end of each episode is we go around and we say what our one joy for the week was or is. Um, I will go first because obviously I'm going to give you guys a little bit of time to <laughs> <laughs> think about what your one joy is. Um, but I'm going to say today has been a one joy for me because I, I was able to spend some time with my nieces and nephews. but um, and, and that was just absolute joy swimming with them in the pool at my parents' house. Um, but I also want to say it brought me so much joy to see your two little ones. Aww. Like John and Benny are, th their laughter brought so such a big smile to my face because there's nothing better than a full on belly laugh mm. from a little kid. <laughs> like it's just, it makes you want to like, just be all happy. We found some one joys for you. Oh, there's <laughs> one joys in the room. So John just came in the room and I think hey, Benny's Jenny. coming in the room. Oh. <laughs> Gotta keep that up. Can you say hi? Pa. <laughs> He's waving. <laughs> oh, Benny. Hi, sugar. Oh, hi, buddy. Do you, wanna, right. you have anything for the listeners out there? Mm -mm. All right, what do you got to say? Uh, I want you. I know, oh, I want you too. That's so cute. <laughs> Mom <laughs> hasn't picked me up to bring me here. He, Father Kevin picked you up to bring you here. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> it was a spaceship. That's Ooh. awesome. Spaceship. We play with everything. You yeah. play with everything? Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you guys want to do one joys? Or? Uh, John, what's your favorite thing you did this week? Hmm? I need this to stay on here. You so need I... that to stay on there. Yeah, you want to put on the headphones. <laughs> Uh, well, until this moment, I was going to say something about work of nothing like, nothing like overanalyzing 700 active funds and with 10 years of accounting data <laughs> you and, and the I spendable allotment came out perfect. Danny, it was beautiful. <laughs> you and I both know that it was like the number one dad tie that you got. Oh, that was great too. I, I love terrible beautiful children's crafts yep oh they are the light pretty sure i saw that picture on facebook oh, I, like my finger painted tie is my favorite that was wonderful okay i gotta go catch a boy okay <laughs> i think my joy for the week was um last weekend i didn't work which is pretty uncommon for me mm -hmm. And on Saturday, we just had a family day and we went on a hike and we went to the library and we like played outside. And it was just like a very low key, like very fun with no like, I mean, kind of a schedule because, you know, like nap time and whatnot. Yeah. But, um, it was just all very um, 
it was just really wonderful and just really a blessing to have that that time to like disconnect from yeah. from work and from disconnect from like you know news and social media and just like focus on the people in front of me mm-hmm. awesome 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 well thank you and jeff and john and benny for coming here today we've really enjoyed it and uh we will wrap up with a short prayer because these kiddos are running around like crazy so lord we just give you thanks and praise for nfp and the joy that it brings to married people's lives and we give thanks for john and benny (laughs) the fruits the fruits of jeff and danny and we Thank you for this day. All right. Thank you all for listening. We will see you next time for the Cause for Joy podcast. God bless. John Paul, say bye. Bye. Say bye. Mama, come help me. See you later, everyone.